Good morning and welcome to Coast Community Church. And if this is your first time with us, either maybe even your first time online watching a, a service, then a special welcome to you. And um, let's hope that today you'll find something valuable in this message that we have for you. You know, when I was a young boy, and yeah, I know that was a while ago, my family would go to church at a place called Sydney City Mission. And I remember one day this preacher came along and he was a classic kind of old school, fire and brimstone preacher. And he had a great way of starting off his sermon. What he would do is he would stand up the front, raise himself up as tall as he could, and he'd look at us and he'd point his finger and say, so what are they going to say about you on your tombstone? Now, as a young boy, I wasn't planning on dying anytime soon, but I've got to say, it certainly had an impact on those people who were, well, let's say, a little bit closer to getting to heaven than I was at the time. But, you know, it did get me thinking, how do you make a difference in this life, in this world? I mean, whether you're a Christian or not, I believe that all of us would like to think that the life that we have does make a difference, a lasting impression maybe on others. And well, if that's you, then I've got some good news for you. But before I move into that, let me just do a quick recap of where we're up to. See, over the past few weeks, we've been looking and exploring a series called Deep and Wide, where you can go deep in your understanding and knowledge uh, and connection with Jesus, but also we can have a wide reach as a church in helping other people find their way to Jesus and help him building his church. A couple of weeks ago, Andrew gave us this great message about when you share the good news about Jesus, about who he is and what he's done, that you do it with gentleness and respect. And last week, Kev talked about the fact that God has a way, God makes a way for people to connect with him. And our role in some ways is really to not put stumbling blocks in people's path. Now, if you've missed any of those messages, I can recommend that you go onto our YouTube channel and then you can see them again. So please take that opportunity. And it's always good sometimes to even see a message a second time. It's amazing what you pick up the next time through. So how can you be sure that your life will make a difference. Well, I usually find that if I want to discover something, it's a good idea to find people who are already doing that and either follow what they say or even follow how they do it. And by any measure, by any standard you want to use, the most significant person who's made a difference in all of history is Jesus Christ. I mean, think about it. It's almost 2,000 years since Jesus death and resurrection, and yet today, in the world around us, 2,300 million people are Christians, followers of Christ. Now that's a life that has an impact. In the New Testament, that's the part of the Bible that gives us the eyewitness accounts of those who live with Jesus and experience firsthand his life and his mission. We find a, a, a manuscript written by Mark Mark was a close friend of Paul and Barnabas and Peter, and he helped them in building the early Christian church. And in Mark chapter 10, verse 43 to 45, he records Jesus saying, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be servant of all. For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, if you're a Christian and you understand who Jesus is, you know, Jesus is God, 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And for him to say that he came not to be served, but to serve, wow, that, that says an awful lot about the nature of God. But it also gives us a clue about how we can be like Jesus and we can make a serious impact on this world. If we want people to see Jesus at work in us and through us, the simplest way is by how we live our life in serving others. It's a beautiful way to evangelize through our character, through our words, but most importantly, through our actions. You see, our society doesn't say that. In fact, our society says something like, no, 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 it's all about being wealthy and famous and, you know, he who dies with the most toys wins. But you know, that's a lie. I mean, one of the interesting things I was looking at the other day was in Reader's Digest on their website, it says that 70% of people who've won the lotto within five years have no more money left. In fact, many of them actually file for bankruptcy. And yet there are so many people who think that's gonna solve all their problems. It's simply not true. I mean, the Apostle Paul, possibly the most passionate and devoted of all followers of Jesus wrote, this advice in his letter to the church in the city of Philippi. We find it in Philippians chapter two, verse three to eight. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking out for your own interests, but for each other and the interest of the others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. But rather he made himself nothing and took on the very nature of a servant. Let me give you an example of someone who understood this principle completely. In fact, someone who devoted his life to following Jesus and who served others. It's an amazing story, a true story about a great Australian. So let me take you back. It's the 1880s and a baby is born in the madness of the hustle and flow of the Victorian goldfields. His mother died when he was only two years of age and after spending a short time with his aunt's family, he returned to be with his father, a, a strict and lonely man. But he became himself, a quite a, a, as the sensitive and shy young man that he was, he wanted to become a teacher and that's where he first started. But then he gave his life to God. And when he did that, he made up his mind to become a Presbyterian minister. So in the year 1911, as a young recent graduate out of Melbourne University, he was surprisingly offered his own parish, but it did come with a condition. He just had to get in his car and drive 1,250 kilometers to the far northern outback region of South Australia. When he arrived there, for an adventure of a lifetime, he became immediately and painfully aware of the deprivations, the dangers and difficulties of life in the outback. Fired with a passion because he knew that God had planned for him to be there, he was convicted that this is what he was sent to do. And so he began to encourage the church to provide medical help for both indigenous and white Australians living in these outback regions. His reports and regular newsletters so rocked the church and he galvanized such support that by 1928, not very many years later, he'd established no less than 15 regional hospitals around Outback Australia. And in his old battered truck that he used to drive through all of that dirt and desert road, 
he would have covered 10 times the circumference of the earth. So we're talking about someone who's very dedicated in what he did. But you know, that wasn't even his greatest dream. His greatest dream didn't take place in the steps of Parliament House or in the streets of any of our grand cities. Instead, it took place in a very small remote airstrip in a place called Cloncurry in northwestern Queensland on the 17th of May, 1928. On that day, a small de Havilland aircraft took off and it was the inaugural flight of what was to become the Royal Australian Doctor Service. The great dream of Reverend John Flynn had finally become a reality. This extraordinary man of God so profoundly changed the Australian culture that if you still carry cash these days and you have a $20 note, you're carrying his image with you. The full impact of what Reverend John Flynn did would take more than all day to tell you. However, it's worth reflecting that in this day, in 2020, some 92 years after that first flight took off, there are 23 Royal Flying Doctor Service air bases around Australia. It is the largest aeromedical service in the world. And the RFDS last year and the year before and the year before that, in fact, eight of the last 10 years was voted Australia's most trusted charity. Now that's an impact that you can have when you live your life like Jesus and you serve others. Now I know you're probably thinking, hang on a minute, <laughs> I, don't, I can't do that. I couldn't possibly be the next Reverend John Flynn. Well, you may not be, but you know you don't have to be. Let me remind you again of the words of Jesus in Mark 10, 43 to 45. Jesus said, whoever, and that's you and me, wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever, again, you and me, wants to be first must be servant of all. And you know, the extraordinary thing about Jesus' words is that it works brilliantly at all levels when we communicate and serve others. Let me give you a couple of examples. Have you ever noticed what it's like when you help someone? Even doing something very simple, like for example, you might help them carry something. You might help them fix something. Um, you might pick them up when they fall. You might help them when they're injured. Or you might even just offer a shoulder to cry on. Now, if you've done any of those things, and I think most of us probably have at some time in our life, then you'll know what I'm talking about. You can have an impact, you can change, you can make a difference in someone's life. And sometimes it's very simple. You see, serving others doesn't always begin with a lifetime commitment of devotion and maybe even committing your life to that. Sometimes it begins with just a simple act of kindness. I mean, right now, during this time of the international pandemic, we've seen many people willing to offer themselves to serve other people in their community. In particular, in the pandemic crisis centers of, of New York and UK and Spain and Italy, we've seen medical staff that have worked tirelessly, hours, sometimes days on end without rest, in order to serve those who are most in need. And what kind of an impact did that have? Well, in the UK, when they ask people to simply applaud those who've been involved in the medical side of helping those through the coronavirus, what they discovered was extraordinary. There's amazing footage that you can see on YouTube of literally millions of people standing on their balconies, on their lawns, in their driveway, even just at their front door, loudly cheering and applauding the people who are in those medical teams. That's the kind of impact we can have when we choose to serve others.
Christian charities around the world are probably one of the best examples of following in the life of Jesus and following his example. You know, it's no surprise that in Australia that the largest single category in the federal government listing of charities is by far religious charities. And when you look at the Christian charities, you can include many of the major contributors to those who are in need in our society. People such as the Salvos, St. Vinnie's, Samaritan's Purse, World Vision, Compassion, Child Fund, Mission Australia, Tear Australia, Lifeline, and many, many more. And another extraordinary discovery you find when you serve others is that you can see God's hand in what you are doing. I know this because over the last 10 years, my wife Karina and I, Karina's a registered nurse and a midwife, and myself as a project manager, we volunteered on Christian-led missions, humanitarian missions, to places such as Uganda, Papua New Guinea, Vanuatu, Ethiopia, Tanzania. Let me be clear that we're just ordinary people, right? <laughs> and, but we've been given an amazing opportunity and a privilege to see firsthand God in action through the process of simply serving others. Now, I've, known, I've told this story before, so forgive me if you've heard it, but there was one particular night we were in a remote village in northern Ethiopia, a place called Mota. We were urgently called to rush back and run down this dirt road at mid, about nine o'clock at night, pitch dark, and when we finally got back to the hospital, there kneeling in the dirt outside the operating theatre, and, and by the way, the operating theatre was a tin shed with a concrete floor, but kneeling in the dirt outside, it was a family, and the family were praying for a miracle. The reason they were praying for a miracle is that their daughter had just given birth and had a major hemorrhage. That means she lost a very significant amount of her blood. Now, none of the family or staff were compatible blood type, and the only nearest blood bank was almost six and a half hours return journey over a very rough dirt and rock road. And the obstetrician was very clear. She said she won't last that long. So Karina had already given blood the week before and couldn't donate again so soon. So they tested my blood and it was compatible. So after they siphoned 600 mil out of my arm and put it into a plastic bag and they picked up the bag and they raced next door to her and gave her the blood. The extraordinary thing is the next morning she woke up. Two days later, she went home with her new baby. Now, I don't believe it was any coincidence that on the very night that that girl's life was on the line, that her family were praying for a miracle, God had arranged for a man to come from the other side of the world, from a, a country they even admitted didn't, they'd never heard of. And not only was he compatible in blood type, but he was willing to give his blood to save her life. You know, that's God in action. But it all starts when we say, yes, I want to serve others. Send me. The good news is you don't even have to travel overseas to do it. Hey, you might not even be asked to give your blood, <laughs> but you will be asked to give of your talents and your abilities. For most of us, it begins by simply serving those in our family or at our place of work or at the school or in our local community or our neighbor or it might even be in our local church. Our church has a charity arm, which is called Coast Community Care. And each year, through Coast Community Care, we provide free Christmas hampers to local families who are doing it tough. And you know, the passionate letters of thanks that we receive, they'd melt the hardest heart, let me tell you. Coast Community Care has also donated cars to families in desperate need of transport. 
They've helped people who are really struggling with their financial situation through a program called Christians Against Poverty. And in that way, they help them get out of that desperate situation that often leads and spirals out of control very quickly. We also help and support other local charities such as Father's Table or uh, Coast Shelter to provide food, uh, meals for those who either are homeless or who have fallen on hard times. You see, we can all make a difference. And by the way, if being part of a charity like that is of interest to you, then you can go onto our website, coastcommunity.church, and there's a link there where you can connect with Coast Community Care. My daughter also reminded me, however, that the key aspect in serving is also about connecting, connecting with people, connecting with organizations. And she said that when she is serving in the church, she feels most connected to the people in the church family. The disciple Matthew, who lived with Jesus and wrote the first book of the New Testament in the Bible, wrote this in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 40. When asked what the greatest commandment is, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So if you want to make a difference in your life, if you want to have a wide reach in helping Jesus build his church, if you want your tombstone to be too small to contain all the great things people want to say about you, then lead people to Jesus by following his example and serving others. Now, if you still have any doubts, and let me leave you then with this one promise that Jesus has given. His words, once again, recorded by Matthew, his disciple, and they can be found in Matthew chapter 10, verse 42. Jesus said this, If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Let me conclude by praying for you. Father God, be with everyone who hears this message today. May this be the day where we decide to trust you, follow your amazing example and begin to serve others, providing hospitality to those in need. Let us not be lacking in effort, but keep your words clear in our mind that you as the creator, you gave everything you had. You held nothing back to bring us into your kingdom. May we be worthy of your sacrifice and may we be prepared to put others before ourselves. We thank you, we honour you, and we know that you are with us this day and forever. Amen.